What's up? How you doing, world? Welcome to another edition of Market Watch. Today we're going to be talking about portfolio allocations, uh, how we can compare aggressive portfolios with conservative portfolios. We might get into some stock news, uh, some financial news, and uh, we might even jump into a little NBA. Hey, hey, I like that. I like that. Hey, your boy Brown speaking on Capitol Hill. I think tomorrow starts. Okay, okay. Yeah. Rome talking tomorrow, man. So Rome and Rome, we're gonna tune here. We're waiting on that, like the job report, man. See what happens to the market. Because I yeah. tell you, people don't realize that stuff affects that market. I mean, more so than people ever imagined. Yeah, man. I mean, it says yeah. one thing with a certain tone, it could send markets into a frenzy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I, that dude gets talking. I know, I know. I think tomorrow's gonna be some good news. I, I just have a hunch. But, yeah, uh, I expect it works, but. yeah. Today was today was a, a green day for from from at least for my stocks. Uh, I, I assume for the market too, because but I don't, you know. So I, I I'm looking forward to what tomorrow brings. But we'll see, man. Yeah, you know it's crazy because you know stocks ended up mixed, and it's almost like the bulls like everybody's ready to take over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to run. We're done with this volatility. Like it's time to go. Yeah, but, you know what I mean. And and that's why you know any kind of little hint that things might be getting better, investors right. are right back in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah. that's why we're in the business. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why we invest as retail investors. That's why institutional investors invest because yeah, you want gains, right? You want the returns. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it's exciting. I like when that dude talks and I listen uh-huh. to it. Right. Right. Me too, man. I mean, I I really have just recently got into him uh, because of you, man. You know what oh, I'm saying? Good. Talking good. to him about him, it, yeah. Jump. Been watching the, the the whole feds and and the rates and and how they affect the markets and all that, man. Uh, but before that, you know, I, I was I would just watch financial news and, and how that affects. You know the ebb and flow of the market, but yeah, that it does, and it all starts with like where I mean, coming you got to look at things from a macro perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I'm doing, I tell you again, take I'm learners like everybody else still. Yeah. Take advice on Udemy that talks about that man. That if you want to understand stocks and sectors, Uh you want to understand how commodity prices, how oil prices, how central banks are interacting with one another, what's going on. Yeah. All that stuff has an effect on, you know what I mean? Yeah. On what goes on in our markets, I mean, across the world. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's what, you know, I, I've been, you know, focused on the, the past few few years, you know. Uh, so what what's uh, what we're going to talk about today, man, uh, portfolio allocations, like, like, uh, so when we talk about portfolio allocations, I know we, we've talked about it before, but you know, what are we uh, uh, talking about? We're talking about uh, uh, so, you know, like, to be, yeah, like if someone wants to be aggressive, right? Talk mm-hmm. about, you know, there's somebody, there's people out there that have high risk tolerances. First, you find out, find out what your risk tolerance is, right? Yeah. So you understand what your risk tolerance is. Now you understand, all right, how can I structure this, right? So if I want to be very, very aggressive, I can put. 100% of my money into equities, right? In the stocks and nothing in fixed income and holding nothing in cash. Like, yo, I'm mm-hmm. you know, full on aggressive, hyper extra aggressive. And then yeah. you have people that are very conservative that might, you know, 
are living off of this and, you know, they don't have as much, whatever the case is, or, you know, they know that they are already in retirement and there's now it's just time to preserve and they want to be a lot more conservative, right? So you might only yeah. have you know, 25, 30% in equities and 70% in fixed income and, you know, and hold on to cash. So, yeah, you know, things like that, man, there's a million ways to skin the cat, dude. And, and I mean, uh, yeah. I'll show you just easy, so, easy ways that you can do. You can so talk to me about, uh, so 20, uh, 22, I guess, uh, maybe the, the tech stocks took a beating. So talk to me about moving forward. Because b- before 2022, tech stocks were, were the, the end thing, man. Are they still, are they, are they going to be lucrative moving forward? Or do we need I, to move I, a new direction? What's going on? Let me tell you, I mean, you know as well as I do, dude. Look, I mean, look at what we're able to do here. Yeah. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, look, think back, we wouldn't have been able to communicate like this with, with one another. Yeah, yeah, and I was just talking to you about that. If you buy a computer today, when you walk out of the store with it, it's already outdated. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't know that the tech sector will ever not be something hot, especially you talking about like now with cybersecurity. And I mean, there's just so much that goes into technology. I mean, we use it on a day. You can't get cars built. Ford and place couldn't get cars built because it couldn't get semiconductors. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Well, I think technology is. I mean, it's it's here to stay. It ain't going anywhere. You know I mean? Yeah. 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 That. I I think the same thing. You know. It's been rolling uh, back. I don't know if anybody's seen Apple. It's and only Video gonna. And, <laughs> yeah. Meta. The technology is only gonna get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't made and, any. Uh, and if you haven't have watched, go back and look and see what January, February, March has done for, for tech. You know, the tech sector. Yeah. 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 And computers are only going to get smaller. <laughs> Your phones are going to get smaller. Batteries are going to get smaller. Yeah, smaller, last longer. I mean, it won't be long before Tesla's building batteries for homes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, that 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 lets me know that all these semiconductor companies and chip companies are going to be in business for a long time. And, yeah, it's only going to continue to grow exponentially and fall, man. I mean. Yeah, Again, yeah. I remember watching Total Recall in the nineties. Remember Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, we started the movie, and he's got this big old video screen, and he's talking to his wife on like a video call. And this is like late eighties, early nineties. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And now look, yep. we're able to do this. You know what I mean? This stuff on on a day to day basis. How people communicating across the world now? Right, so, right. I mean, just to think where we're at now and how much it's grown. Yeah, I was and talking to my. Time. Yep, I was talking to my son about the same thing uh, this weekend. Uh, we looked at uh, you was looking at my old my senior report card. I pulled out my little twelfth grade yearbook, and he was looking. I had a bunch of B's and some C's, and he's like A's and B's. He was like, "Where your A's, Dad? You got one." Oh, that's good. Good. <laughs> you know? that's, good. Well, that's right. Yeah, but uh, I said, you know, what I, said? I said I want you to be better than me. <laughs> Hey, I tell my son that all the time. And I feel really mean it though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I try to do right by you, and if you can be better than me, that's how you know. I mean, this stuff grows. That's, that's I mean, what we want, right? You know what I mean? Just become better, yeah. and better people. So, but, we, but I had a, I had a, 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 it was like micro applications or some computer class, and uh-huh. we got to talking, and I wasn't good in that computer class, and so. I was letting him know, like, that was pre-internet. Like, we had computers in the library, but that was about it. You know what I'm saying? You know? And and so, you know, we were just talking about that. And it wasn't that long ago. That was 91, 92. You know? I mean, it it don't seem that long ago. I remember when the internet came on. I was in, like, seventh grade, sixth grade. I remember, like, (laughs) staying at the school for a computer club or something. And it was 
like, yo, you can get on this thing called the internet. <laughs> and you go in there and get on whatever the hell the internet was at the time, the World Wide Web, as we knew it, right? The World Wide yeah. Web. Yep. That's what I knew. You know what I mean? And I, so mm-hmm. I remember that. It's what you can do now. I mean, everything is online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's here to stay. To get back to the point, you know, I think technology is, is here to stay. I like Good. the tech sector. Uh, again, yeah. I own Apple. I own NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not I'm not making any recommendation to anybody, but when you hear me yeah. talk about these companies, I'm not really talking about anybody. Like if I own something, I'll let you guys know that I own something. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah. but I, I think tech is is here to stay, man. And I think NVIDIA is not going anywhere. Yeah. Apple yeah. obviously is not going anywhere. Uh, right. And it's only gonna continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Uh there's there's a couple that I'm not sure about, man. Uh like Facebook. I, I'm on it and I love it, but you know, they, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. Uh, that, so, that's that's that know, whole social, you know. I mean, I, I like the idea, but it, you know, the young people are moving away from it. Uh, what they did right though was they bought Instagram. Yes, and they bought yes. Instagram for like two billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, like after two years of being in business, Facebook <laughs> gets valued enough to be able to purchase. Instagram for $2 billion. Yeah. And yeah. now they're just, I, I think I read an article and this was years ago before I even got into the business dude that mm. Facebook, this is when they were starting to talk about buying Oculus and getting to the VR world and uh, that they were going to be some of the leaders when it comes to AI. And you hear a lot about AI coming out now, right? Yeah, artificial, artificial intelligence. Right? Yeah. And everything's artificial intelligence. And I yep. think that they, uh, they're one of the trendsetters. I think that Zuckerberg is going to be one that's that, that Facebook. There's a reason he went to Meta. Is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's much more than just Facebook. It's much more than yeah. just the social media aspect. Like the news got aspirations. These guys are not stupid. Elon Musk is not a dummy. You know what I mean? Mark Zuckerberg's not a dummy. Mark Cuban's not a dummy. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Dudes, they, they they're good at what they do, and they think mm-hmm. on a much broader scale than just social media. So. Yeah. And as smart as they are, they have even smarter people working for them and engineering. And smarter to hire people and, to do a good software job developing it. for them. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yes. Yeah. And, man. And, and so, yeah, you know, and, and I'm not saying it's going to fall off a cliff, but, you know, yeah, but Instagram was a great uh, purchase for them and, and hooking it up with Facebook, it, it sort of, Helps keep the younger people. Another like the one, that Oculus, I, they just cut their prices on the Oculus too, man. The virtual reality that's I got one of those things and they're pretty awesome. Are they? Yeah, I bought one off a student. I know it sounds bad, man, but I bought one off a student. He was, he was trying to get rid of it. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it from him. Bring it yeah, in. Yeah. It works, it's cool. I'll buy yeah. it. So I bought it, man. I, I mean, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's tough to always play that in PS5. Yeah, run a business and do podcasts and, and still be a husband. <laughs> I hear you, man. They, they, they're one of the leaders in that stuff, man. It's only, like I said, it's only one, bro. I think Meta. So what? Is, so what do you think about uh, the metaverse? Have you have you been to the metaverse? Because I've been, and it's wild, man. Okay, it's so we're talking about the metaverse. We're talking about like Roblox, like artificial no, It was like a world where you can purchase stuff. Oh and, yeah, like you buy land and you can yeah, buy yeah, and you can buy like yeah, like all kinds of real estate, everything that's in the real world you could buy in the metaverse. Yeah, I just didn't have any money to to buy at that time, but yeah, I'm pretty sure because there's people that are worth a lot of money because of that stuff, man. Yeah, 
with yeah. buy land and buy islands and stuff in the metaverse and hold on. Yeah. People want, people want that. You know what I mean? You go live in, again, total recall. So yeah, but the, what I was what I was told is that the idea behind it is just like the real world, man. It's like you get it on there before the next person, and it's yours, and it grows in value as the years go, and you know you sell it on down the line for more than you purchased it for. Yeah, it's yeah. the world living in a techno in the, world, man. In the techno world, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's I can go there and be whoever I want, mm-hmm. whatever I want. I mean, it's, it, it gives people the freedom to, like, a, a dude, again, tech is here to stay. Y'all understand me? Anybody's watching, anybody listening, you follow us. You know what? I'm here to stay. I have to... all technology, but I promise you, there's some ones out there that. that and that, I swear that, to you, I was, I was so enamored by it when uh, a coworker of mine uh, showed me, but I forgot about it. But just this conversation, I'm going to jump back in that thing tomorrow and see what, Yo, I've never what, what's it. available for purchase. I've never been to, I mean, I've seen the Roblox worlds and I've seen the Minecraft worlds and stuff yeah. like that. So I figured yeah. it's somewhere you can go. And, so I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, tech's here to stay, boys. Just, and for, for whoever thought of that, you know what I mean? Like that's genius level thinking. Dude. I, I don't think I, I don't think I ever thought about that. When I was I sometimes it's the simplest of ideas and you just find people yeah. that can put it together and make it work. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk in his book, the the biography that this lady wrote, he, he she says that he's at college parties and you know they're hanging out at parties with girls and everything. And instead of you know talking to the girl, trying to get her number, or whatnot, this dude is asking, "You ever think about like self driving cars or battery operated cars? Mm-hmm. Like this is what these guys think about." <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, look, more power to him. It's, 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 it's why he's the richest man in America, but it's also why he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that dude there. I bet you it don't matter. He walking anywhere. It's Elon Musk. That's like so, he better off probably not being married, dog. You know what I mean? No, now, yeah, yeah. I would, don't get married. But before yeah. he had all the money, he probably couldn't hold a decent conversation. No, with no. It's one of those cats that people say, "Oh man, that dude's weird." Even yeah. and it's funny because man, I got a kid in class, and he's like, "Coach, I was chilling with this. You know, met this kid in one of my other classes. You know, he, and for his terms, you know, he's kind of you know nerdy." Mm-hmm. He said, but he's cool as shit. I said, dude, those ones that y'all refer to as nerdy, those are the ones that you need to keep in contact with. Because, the world. And those cats just, what's cool to you is not cool to them, but they're into things that they think are cool. And yeah. you better have a level of respect for that. They may not be the best hooper, but right. the dude that started Ring Doorbell, you hear about that? Yeah, I that did. Was for a billion dollars? Come on, man. A, a doorbell, a camera, and a Wi-Fi component, and an app. Yeah. And yeah. Well, they for a billion bucks. <laughs> it was just an idea. Time. Yeah, an idea. Uh-huh. I tell my students all the time, "You're one idea away, guys." And I yeah. use those things as examples. Like, yeah. So we're doing that. My, my class right now, man. I got the stock market game going in one of my classes. Okay. Yeah. So competing. I think I'm number nine in the state right now. You know what? I don't know if you. Oh, n- number nine in the state. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. Well, so this is what I had to train myself to do. I had to, like I say, train myself. I had to switch my mindset into becoming a trader and not an investor. Okay. Because it's such a short period of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going like February to May. Okay. There's only, I mean, there's some things that are going to be like your hyper growth, right? So if you jumped in on NVIDIA, like I got in that Meta Mm. and I was was up my portfolio being up like, you know, 1300 bucks on Meta. (laughs) Uh, So I started with a $100,000 portfolio. I mean, so. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my kids have been doing it, man. So it's again kind of some of the things that children cast like, yo, this is possible. This is real. So this is what I think you can do. You may have already done it. You may have already thought about it. But I think in a class like yours, bro, uh, and, and I, you know, is uh, I think that if you could do something like Shark Tank, you know what I'm saying? Just, just come up with like the best ideas and who can who can bring their ideas to life. We watch a lot of Shark Tank in class, man. Get some the people to think on a different yeah. level, like think outside yeah. the box. Yeah. And I tell yeah. some of the cats in there because like, oh, coach, man, this ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, you got some cats that just just don't want to do right. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I tell them, I'll put it in whatever terms you want. However, I need to explain this to you because I can yeah. give it to you however you need it. Yeah. I promise you this stuff works. Yeah, absolutely. It works. You know what I mean? And so, and a lot of it is, you know, research. And again, that portfolio allocation that we're talking about, mm-hmm. being able to set yourself up so you know when to be aggressive, what risk you're willing to take and what you're not willing to take. So you can yeah. kind of structure your portfolio to, yeah. you know, try to fall within, you know, the standard deviation bell curves and all the stuff that they talk about. Yeah. I mean, so. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I bet your class is fun, bro. You need to record. See, yeah, it's cold you say that. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, a lot of the kids just like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just work. It's just an elective. I'm like, God, right? You have no idea. You have no yeah. idea. You guys are just buying. I promise you learn something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I'm teaching my kids now. I have a sports entertainment marketing class. We're building stadiums. They started their own sports franchises. Okay. We build the stadium and yeah. run there, you know what I mean? Ticket yeah. sales, brochures, they got to create a ticket, like a whole shebang. So some That's kids awesome. are having a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's some great stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Think on a bigger scale, baby. Think on a bigger scale. Got you. Yeah, absolutely, bro. What's, what's happening in the uh, stock market news, man? Anything? Well, like I said, Jerome. Jerome speaking, man. You know, uh, that's always big news. I know that there's, you know, investors waiting for, again, more economic data to come out. You have things like jobs reports coming out that, you know, people are, yeah. you know, the financial institutions are sitting back chomping at the bit to see what he says and, and yeah. what comes out of those numbers. And uh, that's where you're going to see, you know, uh, the biggest moves. All right. So here, you know, brace for some volatility because while, you know, the market was up today, you know, he was up, you know, a little bit last week on Friday. Any, any, uh, uh, now, say it again. Earnings coming out soon, man. You know, there's earnings all the time, man. Um, a lot of the bigs have already reported. Oh, yeah, there you, go. you know what I mean? But like Oracle still has to report, like BP. Dude, we had, I don't think I've talked to you since I've made this trade. So check this out. Uh-huh. I'm part of a newsletter that I pay for. Yeah. And I go through most, you know, kind of reading and just reading about different sectors and stuff. And I come across Travel Centers of America. Right. Yeah. I go through, start doing, you know, I mean, a little bit of valuation stuff on, on it, looking at, you know, P ratios. Anyway. So I end up uh-huh. buying, all right. My dad ends up hitting me up, says the same thing about this thing. He's like, hey, you know, buy me 100 shares. I'm like, it's funny, Dad, because I was just about to buy myself some. So anyway, we buy it like Wednesday right before close. 
wake up Thursday morning. I bought like $49.80. Wake up Thursday morning. Turns out BP was buying them out at $86 a share. So wow. I almost doubled my money. Yeah. Pure by chance, dude. Pure chance, pure luck. I had no idea. And the only reason I bring that up is because I was wow. looking at 13 companies this Friday. You got BP reporting earnings. I'm like, man, I know when they report earnings, their their uh, conference call earnings calls and talk about purchasing yeah. of America. Wow, bro. That's why so that's why is, don't go chasing it. You know what I mean? It, it's it's worse to lose money, and it's far worse yeah. to lose money than missing the opportunity to make it. So they that, that's why uh a one capital is the best, brother. I appreciate that, but it, look, it was pure. Like I said, I bought it just because I had it from my own personal portfolio. My dad yeah. had to call me and tell me the same thing. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. well, okay, go ahead and buy it. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah. So, so what about it. so is talking? So is uh like getting something like uh, Vanguard or uh, the the S and P 500 uh, ETF. Uh, uh, those things like they've been going up for years. Like, so it, would that be considered conservative or aggressive? I would think it's aggressive. It's because it, I've I've only seen it go one way. But is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, some of it is uh, <clears throat> depends on how you break it down, man. Because you got to look at like Vanguard does a good job, I know, of keeping their fees very, very low on their ETFs and on their mutual funds. You know what I mean? Okay. So one thing people got to be aware of when you put together a portfolio, if you know you're either a good stock picker or you're not, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you choose to try to do it on your own, you're not very good at it, then you're just gambling money away. Excuse me. So if you don't know that side of it and you're not comfortable doing that side of it, that's where the ETFs and the mutual funds come into play. Yeah. All right. So taught my classes this today, man. We talk about ETFs versus mutual funds. Just look at the fees that you're having to pay, right? Expense ratios, mm-hmm. because that will eat away at your returns. So you could easily be paying like, you know, one and a quarter percent. Okay. And if you're paying that one and a quarter percent, we'll just say that, we'll just say it's 1% you're paying. If you, you know, if the fund returned 8%, mm-hmm. well, you really only return 7% because of that fee, because of that 1%. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be lying to you to say that I, I that I don't. I mean, I do it for all my clients. Try to keep them. I prefer ETFs because they're so much cheaper than mutual yeah. funds. But there yeah. are some very very good funds out there. So if you don't mind paying that for some of those, you know, more stable returns or just some of those longer generating returns, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes mutual funds are are a good way to go. Also, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. ETFs you can go mutual funds. Uh, but I try to limit fees because again, people pay me for managing their money so right. there's already a percentage that's coming out that you're having to pay from your returns already one right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i get paid based on how much you make i get paid a fee right based yeah. on assets that i have under management okay so on top of that now you have these other fees like a mutual fund that might be one and a half percent so that's two and a half percent and mm-hmm. you know there's some fees that you've had to pay every year so again if you brought in ten percent that fund well you really brought in seven and a half percent because two and a half percent you've paid the fees Okay. So, okay. One thing to look at when you're trying to build a portfolio and you start talking about portfolio allocation. Definitely. Sure you understand, you know, let's look at some of the ETFs versus, and I had my students do it today. I put together a little worksheet. Mm-hmm. We just went through like different sectors, right? Let's look at the energy sector. And we did XLE, we did uh, 
Okay, excellent. Vanguards, and we did FENY fidelities. Okay. And looked at them and just looked at, all right, what are they charging in expense ratio? All right, what are their fees? Yep. And then the other part to it is take a look and see what the returns were over the last year, last five years, last 10 years. So I got okay. a worksheet and told them, hey, you guys, you know, felt worksheet, did, you know, a couple with them. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing kids like, coach, well, how come, you know, this mutual fund is like 1% and these other ones are like 0.1%. <laughs> well, that's what it comes with the mutual fund sometimes. And they're getting better mutual funds, but some yep. of the better returning funds are going to have a higher expense ratio. So you're going to pay higher fees. Yeah. When you put together a portfolio, just be mindful of that. Just let everybody know. Just be mindful of the fees that you're paying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, in uh, minus the fees, uh, so I want, I'm trying to get to aggressive versus conservative. Like, uh, so is is it based on how much uh, you make? You you make like if, if you buy uh, or if you, you if you add to your portfolio. Uh, stocks that uh, make you eight percent, and if you and then you you add some other stocks that that may make four uh, percent. Does that does that mean one was a more aggressive move than the other, or no? So as far as the, so when we talk about portfolio allocation, when we talk about an aggressive investor, yeah. we'll just say that you have all. $100, right? Mm-hmm. So with that 100 bucks, we'll just say that you say, Yo, I want to be aggressive and, you know, and we go through it. There's always a risk touching there, things that we, you know I mean, go through with clients, have them fill out. Uh, based on, you know, some of their answers and things of that sort and what they're, you know, explain to their objectives and everything. Okay. If you're going to be a, an aggressive investor, I might put you in what's called a 95-5 portfolio, right? So that's 95% of that dollars is going into equities, stocks, yeah. mutual funds. Mm-hmm. All right, that's equities, and then five percent is fixed income or holding on to cash. Okay, right. Yeah, or ninety ten would be ninety percent of your money's in stocks, ten percent fixed income cash. Right, so then you get you know, so you have hundred percent conservative, like yeah, I just want it all in fixed income. Right, super oh, okay. ultra conservative, don't want to risk anything, and then you have you know like ten percent equity, you know ninety percent fixed income. And then you have, you know, the other yeah. spectrum, like I said, is 100% equity, right? All stocks, all, you know what I mean? So there's different so ways you decide, to do So you decide whether they're aggressive or conservative in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Before I take any client on, or not, well, before I do take any client on, you know, sit down and try to have these conversations with them. So I'm saying like, all right, so let's look at your age. All right. So, okay, you're mm-hmm. you know, 54. You're looking to retire within the next, you know, seven years, eight years, we'll just say. Do you need to be aggressive? So let's look at what you have put away right now. All right. Yeah. Kind of what you think we you know I need to be able to live the lifestyle you want when you retire. Well, when you go through all those things, you also have to find out like if somebody's 55 and they're, you know, 60 and they're ready to retire in the next couple of years, probably don't need to be as aggressive. All right. 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 And, you know, if you built a nice nest egg and, and you can live off of that. As opposed to somebody who is 22, fresh out of college, making great money, right? Six figures, mm-hmm. say they're making $100,000 a year yep. and they're looking to, you know, be aggressive with their investing. Well, they have a lot more time to make up if there are bad years in the market than somebody yeah. who has five years to retire. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yep. 
be aggressive, not necessarily. I mean, like my dad just happens to be an aggressive investor. I even talked to my dad. There's no need to trade. And my dad's like, yo, don't matter. Like, roll the dice, son. Well, and then it's not even that, you know, roll the dice. That I mean, that, that that's how he, you know, my parents were able to retire the way and live the life that they live now is because, you know, he's always an aggressive investor and, you know, it's not good at it. And so I don't want anybody to think like aggressive means that we're taking, you know, chances and we're rolling the dice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like aggressive is saying like, yo, I want to put my money into things that, yes, there's going to be a little bit, there's going to be higher risk, but I'm okay with taking that risk because I know that how much, you know, the anticipated returns or expected returns are. Right. right. So just put more hit, money in stocks as opposed to bonds. Obviously, you're going to be more aggressive than somebody that has more money in bonds, yeah. fixed income, cash. And I imagine the idea is to hit on those aggressive uh, instances more chance, more times than you miss, you know, and, and you'll be doing pretty good. I yeah, because there's really, really good funds and really good ETFs out there. I mean, you look at some of these ETFs and, and what they've returned – I mean, here, I'll just pull up and, and look up VOO. There's the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, right? So okay. S&P 500. Yeah. Over the last five years, you're talking almost 48 or 48%. Over the last 10 years, 159% it has returned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. like 16% a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. And then you look at things like... XLE. All right, these are just ETFs that I'm going through. And this is just that's ETFs. what makes me. That's what makes me say, "Oh, it's an ETF, which is supposed to be safe, but it looks aggressive to me." Well, this is okay because you got to understand. Also, when you're looking at some of the stuff, and when you're talking about more uh, aggressive, you you can break it down now into different caps or different sectors, right? So you have large cap, small cap, mid cap, right? And that's where yeah. the portfolio allocation comes up. And you say, "Well, how much?" So we'll just. Well, I'll go through a just a simple portfolio. Okay. Uh, before I do that, XLE over the last year up fourteen and a half percent. Last five years up thirty three point eight two percent. I mean, Max, going back to gosh Almighty, going back to what is this? Nine, January of ninety nine. All right, it's right before two thousand. Okay. Uh, this thing's up two hundred seventy five percent. Wow. You know what I mean? So yep. there are really good ones out there. I mean, the expense ratio on this thing is very, very low. It's like a tenth of 1%. Yeah. So, and very, very, I mean, get high rating. So anyway, let's get to the uh, allocation, man. All right. So you want to talk aggressive and work our way down? You want to start conservative and work our way up? Let's do uh, conservative and work our way up. All right. So with a conservative portfolio. Conservative investor, something like 10% in large cap equities, right? So when you're talking about large cap, they do it based on the size of the business, right? So you got large cap, you got mid cap, you got small cap. Yep. And it's all based on the number of billions of dollars that they make. And, right, so your large cap stuff can be like, you know, people investing in your apples and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then you have mid cap and your small cap. So like the Russell 2000, right? Some mid cap yep. companies. Uh, so with the large cap, you have probably 10% allocated to, of your money to that. So again, we'll say a hundred bucks. So 10 of your hundred dollars is going to go into this fund that deals with large cap companies. They invest in large cap companies. Okay. And then you have 5% of your money that goes into, we'll say mid cap companies, right? So $5 goes to mid cap, $5 goes to small cap. 
Five dollars might go into international equity, right? Emerging markets, developed mm-hmm. markets, mm-hmm. and then you might keep fifty percent in some kind of fixed income, like bonds, right? A bond ETF, yeah. not necessarily go buy, you know, a U.S. Treasury bond, though some people do that, but just be invested in bonds because it's all right, a lot safer, and then holding twenty five percent in cash. All right, so if we do the math, you add it all up, it equals one hundred percent. Okay. All right. So that's something that is more conservative. Going up, you have something I would be like moderately conservative. So again, instead of being 10% large cap, now they're going to be something like 25% large cap, 5% mid, 5%, you know, uh, small cap. All right. A little less fixed income. So as you work your way up the spectrum from being conservative to being uh, aggressive, more of your money will be in, as a conservative investor, more of your money is in fixed income and cash. Less of money is in equities, right? Large cap, yep. mid cap, small cap, international real estate. Yep. So as you become more aggressive, you start putting more of your percentages. Like an aggressive investor might say, yo, I want to go 50% large cap. I want to go 15% mid cap, 15 or 10% of my money in small cap, mm-hmm. so 15% international, fixed income. I don't want anything in fixed income. Hmm. Uh, 5% in cash, but I want everything else. You know, right. yeah, you know 5% maybe in the real estate. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 95 percent of my money is in equities. Five percent of my money I'm holding in cash. All right. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So I mean, really, that's a, that's all it is. So trying to break it all down as to how aggressive you want to be. Yeah. If you want to be aggressive, well, there are ways to do that. You just have to see what's hot. And realistically, the, like the small cap has really been good throughout mm-hmm. the last two years. You know what I mean? Yep. So when the market had been struggling, you know, you had these small cap companies like the Russell 2000 that was, that were doing pretty well. Right. Quite a few of them on there doing well. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that's always a good thing, obviously, when, when things are doing well, if you invest in them. Right. 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 Nothing more frustrating than realizing like, dang, I didn't, you know, didn't invest in it. It had done well. Nobody want to do it because it was small cap or whatever their you know, reasons were. Yeah. Uh, but. It's always nice, yes, if you catch on before the wave is done. Right. At least you, so you're not buying at the top and selling at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing worse than that. You know what I mean? Buy at the top, <laughs> sell at the bottom. Don't do that. And just wait. If you need yeah. to wait, just wait. You may not get in at the best yeah. price, but yeah. just wait. Be patient. Yeah. 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 So it's a lot of let's put, you know, more of our money. So, you know, we could talk about a large cap portfolio okay man look at this i know you can't see this but i'm about to measure it out the iwm which is an etf that tracks the russell mm-hmm. up since march of 2020 until right now it is up 98 percent. three years wow that's 33 percent a year yeah, wow. and even higher than that. It was up to 156%. Wow. November of 21. And what, what ticker symbol is that? That's IWM. <laughs> wow. Have I, uh, have I looked at this one? Nope. Wow. And yeah. it was over 100%, man. So. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So again, there, I mean, it's always good to, you know, know about that stuff, you know, or be able to get into it before, you know, it starts to fizzle and, you know, yeah, gives a nice, gives a nice dividend also, which is always good. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's, it's got a, I mean, I guess the yield is 1.35%, but annual payout 258. Right. Uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, expensive is relative, but you know, one hundred eighty nine dollars a share, and the expense ratio is, you know, I mean, almost point two percent. So, right. So it's uh, all right. So if you got an aggressive investor, you know what, man, you're not going to be able to see this. Let me do this so that people can see. All right. Pull this up. I'm gonna pull up my uh, my screen real quick, and I'll show you. Uh, right. Just people can see it. I know if I'm, I'm throwing out percentages, and you know I get excited, I start talking fast. So I apologize to everybody. So I figure, let me pull up exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so you can see it, and I just think I'm some weirdo on speed and no craziness like that. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, you see that? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Somebody aggressive, all right? We'll just and these are just examples. Right. So somebody that's aggressive, right? You might want fifty percent in large cap, right. huge companies, mid cap fifteen percent, right? So this yeah. would be somebody like I said, I was explaining earlier, fixed income. That's some of your safer investments. Yeah, cash obviously safe, except for you know accounting for inflation. But there's very little in fixed income and very little in cash. Hmm. They are. Heavy, let's go large cap. And again, knowing the, you know, as, as far as a large cap, small cap, you know, where they fall on that spectrum, because a lot of people are like, you know, well, what's the difference? Right. Because there's a bunch of different, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, there's a bunch of different uh, categories within a large cap, right? So you have large cap value, you have large cap growth, you have large cap blend. So you know, it's like, man, well, now I'm getting inundated with like categories and subcategories and subcategories. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, hey, I get it. yeah. Just tell me what to buy. Oh, yeah, I know. I had that magic wand. I mean, if I knew it, that magic was the wall. I mean, I'll take some of the better ones out there and show people, but I, I say like SWPPX, all right? So this is the Charles yeah, Schwab yeah. SP 500 index. Okay. Right. Something like this, when you look at, Whether they're a, you know, blend, are they a large cap, you know, value com- or fund? I mean, it, it just, yeah. I have to pull it up on Charles Schwab. Can you still see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sharing uh, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me show you something, man. All right, benchmarking. Mm-hmm. This is nuts. I love all the security though. I got to type in passwords and <laughs> twenty-seven digit codes. And okay, you got the real stuff. Well, I mean, again, it's you know, when you're in the business, you own a business. I mean, it's it's just what's uh, necessary. So here we go. SWPPX. Now everybody can see. That's where you can see exactly what I'm seeing. Yeah. So you look at this overall rating, four star, right? Morning star, yeah. they rate things, right? Yeah. Highly reputable. 
All right, so they're a four-star. Right. Historical returns, they're above average, historical risk. Mm-hmm. Average. So if you look right here, they are a large cap mutual fund. Okay. Blend, it falls under blend, right? So they're a large blend. They're getting a little bit, they're investing a little bit of growth companies, a little bit of value companies. Hmm. But it's a large cap, right? So if you were looking at something like that, yeah. All right, I'm going to take SWPPX and we're going to go ahead and go put 50% of my money. So if I have $100,000, yep. 50000 of it is going into this fund. Already. And I try to limit the number of funds again because of fees also. And then you get a lot of overlap sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm looking at this fund here and I'm looking at, oh, okay, I'm also going to invest in BOO, which is the Vanguard S&P 500. Yep. When you look at it, they're also a large blend. You right. And yeah. Be, like, look, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Berkshire Hathaway, Google, NVIDIA, uh, ExxonMobil. Yeah. Here's SWPPX's holdings. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Berkshire Hathaway, Google. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in this fund. Well, you're, sometimes you have overlap. So you're, you know what I mean? You're, right. You when may it's up, it's up, and when it's down, it's down. But you have nothing there to, I don't want to say counteract, but or I don't want to say hedge. But well, really, yeah, that's how you diversify, right? So if this yeah. is doing really well, if this is not doing very well, this one might be doing very well. You know what I mean? Right. When you reallocate, right, and you and you rebalance your portfolio, mm-hmm. so we would take that. So we want to make sure there's no overlap, all right? So limit the amount of funds. So then you look at something like, all right, well, let's look at a mid cap. Go through. Mutual funds. Here we go. All right. Modify this stuff. Uh, fun category. So here it is. Give you everything you got here, right? Mid cap blend, mid cap growth, mid cap value, small blend, small yeah, growth, small value, right? Yep. All these things you can, you know, I mean, you can look at. So, Clarence, let's just look at the mid caps now. All right. Look at this. Just mid cap. <laughs> this is with no other filters or any other screeners that are on, right? Yeah. Nine hundred fifty-six. That just goes to show you that just in the U.S. equity part, blend growth value nine hundred fifty-six different funds. Wow. Wow. All right. So you go through and you find one, and I'll show you one that I just researched not too long ago. Right here. Mid cap index one. Okay. There's a top 10 holdings. See what they hold. Yeah. All right. Now you can go through and look at. How have they done, right? Over the last year, all right, down five and a half. Last five years, they're up almost 40%. Hmm. Last 10 years, up 139%. Yeah. Over the lifetime of the fund. Look at this. Yeah. I love that. They right there. But again, you also have to be willing to understand how much the expense ratio is, which look for this. Look at this. Very, very low. 
Okay. Which you also have to watch now again, like I said, with fees, because sometimes there's loads, right? Load fees, right? Front load, back load. Yeah. Uh, not to just get into all that stuff, but just make sure you understand the fees that you're paying. All right. Yeah. yeah. One that is not a terrible fund. All right. I'll pull that same thing up over here. Do it by symbol. I'm sure it's going to pop up. One more. Yeah, there it is right there. Look. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Over the last three years, I mean, overall, they're a four star. Last three years, five years, rated as a three star. Over the last 10 years, been a four star. Hmm. Again, mid cap blend, right? So a little bit of value, a little bit of growth. Yeah. Least, all right. There's their, how much, you know, 16% is in information technology. Industrials, and then within that category, there you go. You can see our, you know, the top ten holdings of companies they own. Yeah, man, sales now. So, so are the big companies? Uh, are they are they making money off of doing that, or do they have to? Sort that of model is gone. You know what okay. I mean? That model yeah. is gone for a little while, man. Just because it was just getting expensive. I mean, if yeah. anybody is as as watched or knew anything about trading in the nineties, yeah. I started in 94, something like that, 95. My dad yep. started doing it. And um, I, I looked into it, and I decided not to in the 90s because it was yeah, expensive. Dude, it was expensive. I mean, it really was expensive. And you look at it. I mean, I, I remember when, like, E-Trade and Scottrade were like, oh, $5 commissions. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, man, yeah, that's that's a bargain. That's nothing, yeah. Right? Otherwise, before, you know, every time you trade, it was 30 bucks, 35 bucks, 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So those yeah. brokers were making if you ever seen the Wolf of Wall Street, dude, that dude is not lying. I mean, I'm joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? There's so much money being made, dude. So yeah. that model's kind of gone, man. I think what you know what they're doing now is in order to attract more people, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. we can cut down on our, you know, on our fees that we're charging people, and we can, we can still be very profitable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, so. uh, yeah, because uh, you offer uh, an expertise. You offer a uh, the research capabilities that not a lot of people, regular folks have. So, you know, that's why I, I would think that you guys, yeah, would definitely be someone, you know, that if, we, if you know, that people would, would want to reach out to, you know. Yeah, for sure. And again, I mean, I get my research from companies just like they do. They have a lot of in-house because they have the Capability. I mean, you get a kid fresh mm-hmm. out of college or doing an internship, and mm-hmm. like, man, you can do all the grunt work, dude. <laughs> Realistically, and that's yeah. how those dudes are going to learn, and they're and they're going to soak it all up and right. It's the best thing for them. But they have those people to be able to do that stuff, and it frees up, you know, what I mean, time to do other things. Absolutely. So I get my information from you know, like times you know, like articles from Schwab or Vanguard or wherever. Yeah. Uh, but I use that same stuff, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. they get their information in house, and they go out and they buy it. Uh, yeah. so naturally, you would think that we would know what the heck we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I mean, like, people are like, oh, well, just tell me what to buy. Well, if I, if I knew, I mean, it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you mm-hmm. a recommendation or something, but yeah. You know, yeah, give me something to work with, man. Absolutely. So so let's uh, let's pivot yeah. and uh, let's talk about the I know I said we we're going to talk NBA. Let, let's talk about this first. What do you think about uh, the NFL and, and them 
not allowing uh, uh, Amazon's Jeff Bezos to to buy or to even bid on the uh, the Redskins or, or the, the man has that right? That man owns the Redskins. That so, man has that right. Apparently, so, there was a there was an article written by the Washington Post uh-huh. that's owned by Jeff Bezos. Yep. That was talking about a toxic work culture and blah, blah, blah. So that's what I read about it. That the dude is just like, yeah, you know what? You want to talk bad about it? Somebody going to give you the opportunity to bid on it. Right. You know you got something to, you know what I mean? When you're, when people want to bid on it, you're denying people, you know what I mean? Especially the yeah. third richest, fourth richest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it seems, it, it seems like it was, uh, why would you, like, like it seemed to me like uh, it was being petty, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I know it, maybe they they said it was a, a conflict of interest because he owned the Washington Post, but it was more because of yeah the articles that was in the Post. Yeah, because they were writing articles saying that it was a toxic work culture for to work at the for the commanders. And now he wants to buy the team, but he wants to improve the work culture, man. And, and first of all, my deal is like, again, a lot. I mean, it's he, he can if buy that dude didn't work there. You don't know if that workplace is You might be people there that loved it. You have other people that were like, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. It's just like leaving a different school, man. Some people leave there and they're happy and they love it. Some people leave because, yo, I hate this place. So what do you think about it? I mean, he's someone that could buy the whole damn league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to, not, to not be allowed to I be that on hurts that man's pride. You no, know, like, yo, you just turn me down. Do you know who I am? Yeah, I bet yeah, exactly. you know, dog, no lie. If I was worth that much money, I would probably feel the same way. Like, dog, do you, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> if I want to, I'll give you double what you're asking. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pencil whip you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you make that. you like, sell me this team. What, 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 a, I mean, what did this dude Walton buy the, the heir to Walmart? We bought the, the Broncos for 4.65 million. Yeah, man, come I'm on, gonna, man. I'm gonna give you an offer you can't know. refuse. That's what it would be. I'm, I'm gonna put 10, 10 bill on the table and, and dare you to turn it down. Yep, yep. And I tell you what, man, I think some of it could be for show also, and it could be you know, trying to drive up yeah. price. Yeah, that that's what I he comes that. back and says, "No, I really want the team." All right, you know what are they offering? Right, right. What are they asking for? Right, four point you know, two, four and a half, something like that. So I would respect the league more if they just came out and said. No, we're not going to sell to the richest man or the second richest. He's right behind Elon Musk or right – I don't know. I think he might be number three because the Arnold dude is the third richest man in the world. Yeah, we're not going to sell to the third richest man in the world because we're going to give minorities a chance to bid on this team. I would respect that, man. But right now, I'm like, oh, let the man bid. You ain't going to give it to a brother no way. That's the number (laughs) – I need my. They have a minority head coach. You know that, right? They need yeah. minority ownership in the NFL, and it can yeah. start with Washington. You know. Hey man, look, this but dude I, Jeff Bezos went to Princeton, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Raising Houston, I didn't even know he was raising Houston and in Miami. Yeah, I didn't either. Graduated didn't either. from Princeton in 1986. I'm telling you, I know the one. Boys thing. are ahead of their time, dude. 
You know what I mean? His his I wife his his wife is a blessing to all minorities. I promise you that. Um, I'm so thankful he married her. You know what I'm saying? What she's been doing for black colleges and 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 minority, uh, you know, programs and foundations. I mean, it's it's historical. You know, and I don't know a reason. I don't know a reasons beyond. I've never heard her give interviews on that stuff or anything, but I know that what she's giving is going to change. You know, a lot of generations, and uh, you know, and that and that start started because Jeff Bezos married her because <laughs> she wouldn't have that money if she didn't divorce us. But hey, you, man, know, you know what? If I had that much money. Or was with somebody for that much money? Yeah. I'll find a way to make it work. Could you though? If you knew that the only thing, the only thing keeping you there is the money, and you can have half of that if you left. <laughs> Would you? Somebody messed up along the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Had somebody to. messed up, mm-hmm. and for that dude, it's like, yo, if I, if I, if she leaves me, I'm giving up half. If I can keep her, it's cheaper to keep her, is that right? If mm-hmm. I can keep her around, she may not ever spend that much money. It's cheaper to keep her. Unless, <laughs> or cheaper to keep him, you know what I mean? Not to take away from the ladies or nothing, but. Unless you have so much money that you can't even fathom. You know what I'm saying? Then, yeah. then what's cheap? <laughs> I'm with you. Well, my deal is if, like, if it's me and it's my money, yeah. if, if, I'm, if I got $100 billion, I got to give her $50 billion. Or keep her, work it out, and know that she might not ever spend fifty billion dollars in uh-huh. her lifetime. Uh-huh. I'm getting off a lot cheaper. But it take two to tango, man. She, yeah, she got she she got to say you're right. I want to work it out. And she must not uh, remember signing that prenup. <laughs> We're not playing that. She the, he had to sign a prenup, right? I don't I don't know. I, I'm sure she got something. Some rich people. Are, no, she got half. But I mean, but in the prenup, he wouldn't have agreed to half, would he? Because she gonna get that without a prenup. Mm. So maybe they didn't do a prenup because she she got like half. But this, don't you know how? Like when you you're so rich and you're rich because of stock value, right? Stock prices. So you, <laughs> yeah, pretty you, much. You, yeah. So what you do is you say, okay, I'm gonna find a way to make this stock price go down. <laughs> so my, my worth can go down. We're going to get the divorce and then I'm going to put this out, that out, this out, that out, right? Make the stock price go back up. And now look at him. He back on top. Yeah. He back sure he kept a bunch of his shares. And I'll tell you this, yeah. you know, you say that and it doesn't sound that far fetched, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me go ahead and like Amazon. Man, let me look at how Amazon. I mean, I was, yeah. Amazon been on a downtrend forever. It seems like I know, right? I know. And I let know. me tell you this: Amazon I yeah, been Amazon, downtrend, But I'll tell you what: from the I time that it. was announced, he may not have had to write that check yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So let me drive this price down as much as possible, and now I'll write that check because I'm worth a lot less here. But so. And then watch he it probably, go. <laughs> he's probably already written it because she she's given. So this is the thing, man. Like, however much she got, she may have she may have gotten 50, 70, 90 billion, whatever she got. 
out of all, I know you, 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 you heard about her giving all these millions to these different HBCUs, right? I just read an article where out of all the HBCUs she gave money to and all the minority charities she gave money to, it came up to $4.6 billion. Mackenzie Scott, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. Lady Mackenzie. But see, what worth $53 billion. $53 billion. And she went on a tour just giving millions to all these schools. And it only came up to less than five billion dollars, bro. Oh, he he got she got thirty eight billion. Okay, thirty eight, making her the yeah, richest that, woman in the world. And that would how do you think that made Jeff Bezos feel? Like, haha, you cannot ever be Elon Musk, and I'm even more important than you because I'm the first. I'm the I'm the richest woman in the world. You're number two as far as in the world, and I'm the number one woman in the world. Like, you can't even be Elon Musk out. Probably why she left him. This the thing though. Like, like <laughs> when I when I when I got divorced and I had children and had to pay child support, you know, I, I respect my children's mom enough to be like, you know, she 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 deserves that. I think he's the same way. I think he, he he's like, you know, she deserves that. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, whatever went on between them, was, you know what I mean? That's, and and, and yeah. don't blame him for it. Because look, yeah. there had to have been some good times. Otherwise, why you marry somebody and be with them for yeah. that long? You know yeah. Mean? Absolutely. And I promise you, I would try to be his example. God forbid that ever happened to my wife and I, man. God yeah. forbid knock on wood that. If that ever happened to me and my wife, try to be example as possible. Like, yours. Like, I'm not, hey, man. If it happened to y'all, if it happened to you and, and your lovely wife, it's just no it's no, no use for me. I, I let me tell you this. It happened to me and my wife. Dog, I'll never do it again. <laughs> she said she'll never do it again. We might just live as life partners. Like, we're not married. Anymore, you know what? <laughs> Girl, I still love you. You love me. Just you ain't got to wait on me. I ain't got to yeah, wait on you. Hey, I'm saying. Nah, man, it's been good, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, uh, you know, I think, she, she, yeah, she, it seemed like she have a, a good heart, but, you know, I, I just wanted to put that out there, man, that, that, you know, she's doing a lot for, for the, you know, minority community, man, and, and, and keep it up. Appreciate. It. So I don't know who to thank, Jeff Bezos or McKenzie. Both of um, <laughs> him for his money. Or but money. apparently, she got in on the ground floor of Amazon also before he started. You so was she I mean? like so a worker sure or something? Might, no, she might have been you know an early investor also. You know what I mean? Being no, his okay. wife, mm -hmm. invest a little bit of her own money. So I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think she that come from. Sense. I don't think she come from broke backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, but back to what we was talking about, I man. I just feel like, you know, I would like to see, uh, you know, they seriously entertain some uh, minority uh, ownership groups for the Washington Commanders, man. Uh, what what about uh, John Morant, bro? You heard that? You wow. heard that news, man? Dude, I'm a Ja fan, dude. I think Ja is in the league, man. I Amen. saw the video, and then you read about the article about what happened in the summer with a 17-year-old in, in Jaws' backyard. All right, I don't know what all went on, but I'm, I'm sure, like, right, cooler heads always prevail. And you learn that as you get older. Is uh, he is he is he falling off, man? Like, what's up with Jaws? I, so, man. Man. I think sometimes it's it, it, that Jaws a young dude, and I think that it. 
it's not easy to take on all that at once. You know what I mean? At such a young age, it's a, it's a lot to be able to be mature enough to handle that stuff and not, I think he's just going to learn. You know what I mean? No, I feel now, that, man. Maybe that joker lost his damn mind. You know what I mean? He's just going to fall off the boat, and it is what it is. But I just think, yeah. you know what I mean, cats get, you know what I mean, they come to the league. Yeah, it's, it's tough to, to come and think about it, dude. And this is well, like. 18, 19, so, 20, 21 years old, you pay me $30 million a year. I don't know what yeah. to do with $30 million. I do whatever the hell I want with $30 million a year. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, people, like, the first thing, like, people usually do is get a gun even if it's just for protection and it mostly is for protection you know don't so that's because i don't either you know like you know don't blame me so There's crazy people out there in the world and because yeah. that dude's a basketball player let that man eat in peace let that man you know what i mean yeah, yeah. that man alone no he wants to sign damn autographs i mean he's trying to come out and be a normal damn person <laughs> absolutely and, and and so so this is what I need to ask you because I, to be honest, I didn't read the the news fully, but it's 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 just going on, on on what I I read and may have you know missed some of it, but it seemed like was he pointing it at somebody or a group of people? No man, I don't just, know about all that. On the video shot. that I saw of him, he's kind of smiling, you know, I mean laughing, and he kind of points like this, and then he holds the gun up. And he's, you know, what I mean, and puts it down. So it wasn't like he was pointing it at a camera oh, or at anybody in the oh, video I saw. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. I mean, look, I wasn't there. I won't speak on that man's behalf. I know yeah. that regardless of how that works out, that's one of the baddest jokers on in the NBA right now. Man, he is so athletic, dude. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's unreal. You know, uh, and he looks like he has fun out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's a competitor, but he looks like he's having a good old time out there on the court, man. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's he, he is. I want to say he still is in line to at least receive votes for uh, MVP. Oh no, they're NBA gonna allow him to do that now. Yeah, I think this will hurt him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hurt him. Yeah, but you know, I mean, especially depending on how many games he missed. But you know, he was he was a legit MVP candidate. You know, yeah. No, he's not. If Luca don't get it, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Dallas sucked, though, man. That's what makes him the play. MVP. No, it's not. They losing. <laughs> they don't play defense, man. Ever. Like, they just picked up Kyrie, but he's still Luca. I don't know if they losing or not. I mean, Luca's going out there. He's going to drop 40. Luca's going to average 33 points a game. He's going to yeah. get his. He Boston, is going to get his. better pony up and, and get some money out that damn pocket and go get some players to surround him with. But I mean, he I got Kyrie. He got another purely offensive player that doesn't play defense. Like, he's got to be a team, man. He needs uh, some three. He needs some three and D guys, and he don't have sure. them right now. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, I don't know if the Kyrie pickup was all that. In the bag of chips, I think Kyrie, like, you better prove yourself, dog. If you can't make it work with Luka, dog, it's a you problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's a you problem. Like, you you've been make... with LeBron. You've yeah. been with KD. You've been with now Luka. The Celtics? Yeah. You, were, you know what I'm saying? Like, people were kidding. That was a short-lived stint. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. I forgot about that. So, yeah, he, yeah, he's blown up every situation he's he's been in. So, he, he needs to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
But I love the NBA, man. My uh, fantasy league is taking a, a beating, man, because – Dog, so I had Kevin Durant on the shelf for six weeks. Zion Williamson still on the shelf. That boy uh, been on the shelf for his old career. Since Jan- like. <laughs> I don't know why I drafted this, but uh, Kelvin uh, Porter Jr. from the Rockets been on the shelf for a month. Uh, earlier in the season, uh, Harden missed a month. Chris Chris Paul missed a month. All yeah. these are my guys. Dog, I was 10-1. and one. Now I'm 11-7. and seven. Sorry. <laughs> they get, the the only saving grace is they're getting healthy. I just got yep. Durant back. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh Zion, I don't think he's coming back. Uh oh, Kelvin Zion Porter Jr. Like, just like, yeah. got him back. Yeah. So you know Zion like uh who's that boy out of uh, Ohio State? Greg Little? Greg Odin. Greg Odin. Mm-hmm. I think he's he no problems and never played. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he yeah, just like him, man. Uh, I, I was hoping it wouldn't be the case, but yeah, the the boy is is, is so explosive, man. His, his body can't handle it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Zion is a freakish athlete. I'm not taking anything away from Zion on the fact that unfortunately he's been injured. Not that it's ever his. I mean, it ain't never somebody's fault to make it injured, right? But that dude can play ball. <laughs> Zion is a man child. You know what I know. That dude yeah. is really really good. He'll really average. Good. He'll average 25 and 10 on like uh, 8 for 10 shooting. I mean, he's so efficient. It's crazy, man. Yep. It's like, nuts. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yo, I'm going to tell you this book that I'm listening to. Huh? It's called Common Stocks and Uncommon Profits. Written in 1957. All right. Hold on, man. You got to say that again, man. Common Stocks and Uncommon Profits. Okay. Written, Uh, Philip Fisher, written in like 1956, 1957. This is dating back like where Buffett and those guys all learned. Like I'm finding more and more people out there that are following the value investing okay and so uh so anyway, that, i to listen to it man it's, it, it's good so it's, it's narr is narrated by the the writer or by somebody else i think it might be narrated by well no um whoever's reading i don't know whoever's writing it might be the guy but okay. the beginning talks it's from the guy that wrote it his son's perspective okay like the prologue you know what i mean you know what i mean like everything going into the book. Okay. Anyway, it talks about all the stuff that his dad talked about, man, as far as, you know, what to look for in companies and hmm. value investing, man. It, you think about it, you, you want to buy a company, a really good company. It sounds a lot a like decent price as opposed to an okay company at a yeah. great price. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It sounds, it's, so, well, it has a lot of uh, Warren Buffett principles. Yeah. I think some of the stuff in there is, you know, Warren Buffett and these guys kind of work together. And I said, listen to Warren's way uh, is the other one to listen to, right? Warren Buffett way. Got a this one was really good, man. Common stocks, uncommon profits. Uh, 1952? 50 something, 56, 57, I think. Okay. All right. But, All right. Yeah. Well, if you ain't know what I mean, check this out. I used to have Audible. I know people can't see this, right? On my damn camera. I got <laughs> there we go. There it is. 
hoopla. Right. And it's through the, uh, like mine is through the Brazoria County Library System. Okay. And it's free. You get audio books, you get ebooks, just like if you were at the library. They don't have everything. I mean, this one has almost everything I found. And but, it's, an app, it's an app on your phone? Uh huh. Okay. You get all the ebooks you want, audio books. So, like I said, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's so up. So, I meant to tell you that, man. Common stocks, uncommon profits. Appreciate it, man. I don't have a book ready today. I'll have. <laughs> no, no. I only thought about it, dude, because I was listening the other day and I said, yo, man, I got to let them know about this book. And that's for everybody else that's watching everything. I mean, the follows everything. I'm not, it's not, it wasn't directed towards y'all either, but All right. I tell my man, we ain't done this in a minute, man. So I'd love to know. Look, there's one of the ones I'm reading. Yes, sir. Cool, man. Cool. cool. Appreciate it, big dog. All right, man. Y'all glad basketball season's done. Get to see what it's like to be, you know, at All right. home. Be a, be, yeah, just work at and home. not, not teach, <laughs> not yeah. coach. That's right. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm good with it, man. I appreciate you having me on, dude. I like StreamYard. I've seen the market watch. I've seen the news coming across. Everybody ain't noticed people getting you know, it. Yeah, I'm learning more and more about this, man. It's only going to get better. Yeah, We're going we gonna to get the live comments going and stuff, too. Yes, sir. Get these people to jump on and join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you guys are watching Market Watch. Uh, that's Eddie Chenea. Appreciate it, y'all. Eric T. Jackson. A1 Capital in the building. Yes, sir. Like always, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yo, next week, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's get on it. Already. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Y'all take care.